Hello again and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I want to thank you again so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to join me here today because I love having you here and I love that we can have these conversations about equipping dads to dial in with more intention and consistency to their daughter's hearts. Now, you may have heard me recently tell you that I now have a podcast, so you can go to iTunes and just type in The Dad Whisperer Or go to my website at drmichellewatson.com to find the audio if you ever want to listen to these again later. So by now, you know that the template for every single program is on your mark, get set, go. And that's where you guys as fathers are standing in a line, picturing yourself ready to run a fathering race. And I'm your coach giving you real, honest, practical solutions for connecting with your daughter's heart. So today... I am going to tell you that this, I'm telling you this on the front end, it's going to be intense. It's going to make some of you dads feel uncomfortable, but I'm not apologizing for that. Why? Because today's topic is one of the most important topics that I believe we'll ever talk about because this impacts your daughter's entire life now and on into the future. So on your mark is where I give you the topic and here it is today. Are you ready for this? You've got to talk with your daughters about sex. That is the title of today's show. You've got to talk with your daughters about sex. And I've never had a subtitle before, but if I did, here it is. Because if you don't, everyone else will. Now, again, I know that some of you may call the station and say, why are you letting Dr. Michelle talk about this? But dads, I'm telling you, I live out in the trenches with daughters I work a lot in my counseling practice with 13 to 30-year-olds. I lead fathers in the ABBA project, and this is a topic that we cover, and I continue to hear stories of the positive impact of this particular conversation. And I'm at the end going to share a current story of a dad and a 25-year-old daughter that really brings this concept home. And I'm trusting that even though this is a hard topic to talk about, that you will trust me as I'm wanting to educate you today about how important it is for you as a father to address the topic of sex with your daughters. Yes, you have to adjust it based on her younger ages, but this is a culture that we live in now that's sexualized, hypersexualized. And if dads are not equipped to talk about this topic, I believe that daughters suffer and really bad things happen that shape them for the rest of their lives. Now, the backstory as to why I'm talking about this with you today is that I recently wrote my Dad Daughter Friday blog on this topic. And I got so much feedback, both from dads and daughters, as well as people sharing it and liking it on Facebook that I said, you know what? I sense that God wants me to talk about this today. The title of that blog was Turning the Light on 50 Shades Darker. If you want to read it, again, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com. And today, in light of that blog, I want us to go more in depth on that topic. Now, the reason that I titled that blog Turning the Light on 50 Shades Darker is that That is the name, Fifty Shades Darker, of a recent movie that was just released last month, and it it had a prequel to it, which is called Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I have not seen either movie. I never will. I have no desire to see them, but I have done a little research on listening to interviews with the lead actor, who happens to be a man who has two young daughters. So as you can imagine, this really struck close to home for me. 
And these movies, it's part of a trilogy, so there will probably be a third one coming out, but it's based a lot on a topic that's about sex and way more than that. And it's not within a committed relationship. So from what I've heard, these movies between even one and two, the sexual interactions have grown increasingly aggressive, intense, and raw, which for me begs the question, what made Fifty Shades of Grey, the first one, the most searched movie on the internet in 2015, earning $571 million worldwide? Can you believe that? Here's my second question. Then what made the second movie, Fifty Shades Darker, dominate the Valentine's Day box office totals? This is just last month, you guys, on Valentine's Day, with $12 million in revenue in just one day on Valentine's Day. So I told you I'm going to be blunt today because here's my question for you as a father. Where is your daughter learning about sex? Because the reality is she's learning about this constantly. And I know you're already aware of that fact and it no doubt terrifies you. So this probably doesn't come as much of a surprise that I'm telling you your daughter is being inundated whatever age she is. This is all the way down to I'm even saying third and fourth grade now where your daughters are being surrounded by this topic, whether it's with kids on the playground or things on their phones or commercials or television shows or even all the way up to movies. So everywhere your daughter turns, she's bombarded with sexual messages. Again, it's even magazine covers. She, she could be walking with mom innocently through a store and looks there to see things on magazines that impact her. So to say that the sexual dial's been turned up across our country, even our world, you know that that's an understatement. And I'm saying that, dads, the time is now for you to enter into this conversation with your daughter, even if it makes you a bit uncomfortable. And I'm going to have a resource on my website that is titled Equipping Your Daughter, Equipping You to Have a Conversation with Your Daughter Around Sex. And I want to help equip you to enter into this conversation by having materials and questions and things that will equip you to open up this conversation. Because I know a lot of dads tell me, you've got to tell me what to say because I don't want to say it wrong. I don't want to do it wrong. And I'm telling you, okay, I will. Well, let me tell you a quick story. I think this may drive the point home a bit more than if I just tell you my version of this. But there is a man by the name of Maurice Hilliard, and he wrote a book called The Price of a Pearl. And he was a women's basketball coach at Pepperdine for 10 years in the early 2000s. And what he says is that he often found himself unexpectedly in what he calls, quote, a dad role with the girls on his team, which led him to conduct a survey of 20, uh, 720 teenage girls. So I'm thinking probably 18, 19 when they're starting college. And here's what he found out. 97% of the girls said that having parents who would open up a talk about sex helped reduce teen pregnancy in general. So the majority of girls said, okay, that's what we know. Number two, they said, we know and believe that 93% of them said that having loving parents they could talk to did reduce their own risk of teen pregnancy. That's huge, isn't it? Okay, the third statistic I'm going to tell you, which is the one I want to drive home here, is that 76% of teenage girls, 18 and 19, said that their fathers were very or somewhat influential on their decision to have sex. 
So I'm saying with three quarters of young women saying their dads matter when it comes to their sexual choices, clearly it's vital that you as a dad seriously consider kicking it up a notch to engage your daughter in honest conversations about sex. Because if you as a guy and a male role model don't talk to her about this, she will learn it everywhere else. She needs you to speak into her life on this topic. You know, before the movie Fifty Shades Darker debuted, I watched an interview, as I was just telling you, with the male lead actor, Jamie Dorman. And typically, I don't bash someone's lifestyle choices who I've never met. And yet, this has been so disturbing to my heart that I'm, that I'm addressing it on my blog and I'm addressing it here. I'm taking that risk to possibly offend some of you in the hope that this will reach the majority or many of you that will say, I've got to step into this arena, even though it's hard and I would rather defer to mom. But you can't, dads, you can't. Because obviously her sexual choices, by and large, will affect how she interacts with guys. You've got to address this. But I heard Jamie Dorman in an interview say that his character has, quote, a voracious sexual appetite, and that to prepare for his role, he not only met prostitutes, but even spent a night in an S&M dungeon. Now, I know that we all know what S&M means, and I looked it up online, and sadism means that you get pleasure from inflicting pain on someone by humiliating them. I mean, you guys, I'm not kidding you. Right now, I am holding back tears because I'm so disturbed that this kind of content is what's being normalized in movies. And that this, by box office numbers, your daughters are going to see this. They are going to, they're going to theaters and they're putting their hard-earned money into supporting this kind of content. It breaks my heart. Masochism, I look that up, it means, again, very similar, that, that there is pleasure received by the one doing the harm by humiliating and torturing the other. And it can include whipping and spanking and locking up in cages. And listen to this, torture, even asphyxiation, gags, restraints, and on it goes. And I am seeking here, dads, to be general without trying to be offensive, just to give you a flavor of how horrific these acts are. Are you disturbed like I am? I imagine you are. Because humiliation and torture are the hallmark words that jumped off the page for me, saying, if your daughters are learning that a normal part of an interaction between a girl and a guy involves humiliation and torture, our country is headed for the tubes. Because women in our culture begin to take that kind of treatment as it's shaping their identity in the way that they respond and interact with guys. The damage is lifelong because I hear that in my counseling office over and over and over. And I sit and weep. Even this week, I have wept with clients over this topic of how they've been shaped sexually by destructive interactions with guys. And I fail to understand how this type of disrespectful, potentially abusive sexual interaction is being touted now as typical and normal and mainstream just by the nature of it being celebrated. And I'm saying, how can a movie like this possibly be a source of education about sex while normalizing this kind of behavior? And I mean, lest we mistakenly think that this theme is only tied to these movies, 
Did you know that there are actually new sexual apps springing up every single day on the on apps? You know, your daughters can download these. So can guys. Apps that that teach and educate about sex. And according to research, if you have a daughter between the ages of 13 and 29, there is a strong likelihood that she's already been asked to send a nude selfie, making her incredibly vulnerable to exploitation and cyberbullying. And this kind of hooking up sexually is now considered mainstream. And like I said, it breaks my heart because girls' hearts are getting broken. Now, if you're just joining me today, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the dad whisperer, and this is a raw and blunt and very hard conversation that we're having today, and yet I feel that it's necessary to equip you as fathers to know what your daughters are facing in this day and age. I want to tell you now about a recent article that I read. It's from last year, 2016, and the title of the article is Sex Before Kissing, how a 15 how 15 year old girls are dealing with porn addicted boys if you want to read the entire article it's at fightthenewdrug.org fightthenewdrug.org and the article was written shortly after a study was done of 600 australian girls between the ages of 15 and 19 and i was blown away at what this study revealed and i'm just going to give you a few things that stood out to me but in the survey report These girls said that online sexual bullying and harassment are a part of, listen to this, daily life for many of them growing up in this digital generation. And young girls are now speaking out more and more about how these practices have links with pornography because it's directly affecting them. Pornography, this article said, is molding and conditioning the sexual behaviors and attitudes of boys, and girls are being left without resources to deal with what they called porn-saturated boys. And they're saying, if you have any questions about whether pornography has an impact on young people's sexual attitudes and behaviors, perhaps it's time to listen to what young people themselves are saying. And these girls and young women said that boys are pressuring them into interacting in ways that they have seen in pornography. And girls are expected to put up with the things that they don't enjoy. And they said in this article, how do you know if a guy likes you? An eighth grade girl said, she said, he still wants to talk to you after you've given him oral sex. Are you, again, are you horrified like I am that this is an eighth grade girl telling this story? Seventh grade girls even said in this study that they were being asked to do bondage in S&M because many of them had seen Fifty Shades of Grey. So they say, if a boy wants to hit me, tie me up or stalk me, does that mean he loves me? Okay, Seriously, you guys, I'm holding back tears right now because I'm heartbroken that girls so young are taken out of their current healthy developmental innocence even at these ages and being pressured by boys to engage in acts that boys have seen in pornography. Again, heartbreaking to say the least. You have to address these stories, you guys, with dads. With, with dads with daughters. I mean, even recently, I had a dad in the ABBA project say, my 17-year-old girl is sexually active, and I found that out when she was in rehab. And I had to mourn her innocence when I found that out, and I was angry. 
But he said, what was cool this month is that because of the notes in the ABBA project to open up this conversation, we talked about it. And she told me that she has believed that I now see her as broken, tarnished, and less than. But he said, it's not how Christ sees her. And I affirmed her as precious, beautiful, and clean. And the dad next to him in the Auburn Project fist pumped him and said, I like the dad grace part. I love that. I like the dad grace part. And I can tell you, I sit now in the presence of courageous men, dads of daughters in the ABBA project who are courageously stepping into this arena and talking with their daughters. And it's changing both the dad and the daughter. And I want to tell you a second story now that I really believe is going to touch your heart to drive this point home. And I want to tell you the story of a dad named Greg, who's in the ABBA project this year, and his 25-year-old daughter, Courtney. And they've given me permission to tell their story. And because it's so sensitive, I'm telling it for them rather than having them here today. And they've both said, you can use my first name and you can tell our story. Greg asked, I asked him, Dad Greg, what was it like this past month because of the ABBA project to have a reason to talk to your 25-year-old daughter about dating, guys, and sex, especially since this isn't a conversation that you've had before? Greg said, by me becoming a better listener and observing Courtney more, it was easier to see and better understand the repetitive cycle she was on with guys over the past several years. And Courtney has expressed displeasure and frustration regarding her relationship with guys lately. So it was sort of a natural progression out of my love for her to discuss why she's feeling the way she is. I asked him, okay, Greg, was it scary, hard, or awkward? And if so, how did you push through it? Greg said, no. Surprisingly, it was not scary, hard, or awkward. Would it have been 10 years ago when she was 15 to have this kind of conversation? Perhaps. So then I asked Courtney, okay, what was it like for you then to have your dad talk to you now about dating, sex, and guys? She said, okay, I'm going to be honest. It was slightly awkward in the way that you're briefly taken aback when someone, your dad, says something that you weren't expecting of them. But listen to this, Dad. She said, it felt great to be seen as an adult and have an adult conversation about adult things. I felt like I could open up a part of my life that I previously couldn't and that I could be fully seen and known. I feel like I'm worth it now because of my dad saying it. And I said, Courtney, you told me that your dad said to you that you needed to change the pattern with guys and break the cycle. And he was talking about sex. How did it make you feel that your dad said that? She said, I, it felt good that my dad wanted to be involved in my life in that way. And like he had a stake in it too. Like he wants the best for me in all areas of my life, even the parts that are messy. It feels good that he has my back and wants me to succeed and have the best in life. Isn't that beautiful? She said it made me feel respected and like I do deserve the best and that I don't have to be chained by this pattern. She said, yeah, it would have been awkward. 10 years ago, but she said, you know what? After 10 years of crap, it would have been worth it. It's awkward now too. So I went back to Greg and said, okay, Greg, how did you sense Courtney responding when you were talking to her about guys and sex? She said, we began, he said, we began our conversation organically. We just dove in, but he said, it is like standing on the high diving board and staring down at the water. And he goes, if you stand there too long, you're not going to jump. He said, dads, we've got to go for it. I said, well, what then kept you, Greg, from talking about this when she was a teenager? He said, well, it's because of the ABBA project. And he said, this is where I could write a novel. But he said, in hindsight, 
in hindsight, the time between your daughter playing with a plastic horse and wanting a real horse goes so fast. He said, and before I knew it, here's Courtney as an adult woman, as a teenager, you know, 10 years ago. And now she has a, a boyfriend. He said, I didn't know she was having sex. He said, that was not with my knowledge or my approval. But he said, she's private and independent. But I, he said, now I felt like I wasn't going to tell her anything. I didn't have anything to say. But he said, as a result, I failed to communicate. I failed at that. He said, she was doing what the cool kids were doing. And I made a fatal mistake and pulled back from her. And then he said, memo to dads, it's game on. Chase her with everything you have, pouring your love into her. Pursue her, whether she wants it or not. And he said, you've got to listen to her and then listen some more because your life preaches more than anything you'll ever say than your lips. I said, well, what would you tell other dads? He said, if it's not your place, then whose place is it? He said, this comes back to helping her understand what a real dad looks like. He said, couldn't we all be reminded by our heavenly father and how he conducts himself? He addresses the hard things, doesn't he? He said, we've got to spend time with our daughters and listen to the point that we may understand more about what they're going through, and we've got to be consistent. I said, okay, Courtney, what would you tell other dads who might be nervous to talk to their daughters about dating or guys or sex, thinking they don't want to interfere with their dad's, their daughter's choices? She said, listen to this. She goes, get over it. She said, your daughter needs you, and this is your job. Would you rather have her getting advice about sex from the guy who's trying to have it with her? Um, no. And last, I said, Courtney, what do you want to say to your dad to tell him what it means to you to have him take the initiative to talk about sex and guys and dating? She said, Dad, I cry every time I've talked to you about this, but they're tears of joy that come from deep within myself and my younger self of feeling loved and respected and seen for who I am. And to know that you care even about this part of my life and want to support me makes me feel worthy enough to make better choices in the future. And I'm saying to you, dads, don't assume that your daughter has clarity on the subject, particularly if you haven't had this conversation with her. Never conclude that she's immune from the devastating lifelong impacts should she engage in sexual activity at an early age in these kinds of ways without being married. Sexual exploration is a dangerous new norm and she needs you to protect her. Dad, if you're ready to tackle the subject, here are some suggestions. This is the go part today. Dad's number one, and I'm going to put this on my website so you can check this out later, but tell her your wishes, your hopes, your dreams, and your expectations for how she should be treated sexually and otherwise. Number two, let her know that you believe she is worthy of being treated with respect, with dignity, with honor, while communicating your hope that she will never tolerate humiliation or torture in a romantic relationship. Number three, in an age-appropriate way, tell her a story of someone you've known, making it real. Maybe it's even you. And I know you have to navigate it wisely based on her age, but who's learned the hard way in this area of giving in to sex early, saying, I wish I wouldn't have, have done that. Here's what myself now would have told my younger self. Number four, invite her to write out what I call her minimum dating requirements, which are the absolute relationship deal breakers. Even before she's dating, should she ever be asked, forced, or pressured to engage in activities that don't sit right in the core of her being so she can say no? And number five, 
Treat your daughter the way you want her to be treated because that will set the foundation for how she expects other guys to treat her. Now, dads, I know this has been a tough, tough subject today, yet honestly, we've barely scratched the surface. It's time to turn your heart toward your daughter, which is a command from God, and that means you have to engage in these hard conversations that impact your daughter's heart. Your daughter's future depends on it. This is too important to ignore. I want to close with even a verse that I literally just read yesterday, if you can believe that. I believe God set that verse in my, in my path, in my quiet time, to bring to you today. And it's Hebrews 12, 16 through 17 in the Message Bible. And here's what it says. Watch out for the Esau syndrome, trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. You know well how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing, but by then it was too late. Dads, help your daughters understand that they don't want to exchange a lifelong gift of purity and waiting for their husband in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. So dads, thanks for hanging in with me today. On your mark, the topic has been, you've got to talk with your daughters about sex. Get set. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, dads who have set a bar for me to tell your stories today. You've set the bar high. So dads, between today and next Monday, I want to encourage you to open up this conversation about sex with your daughters, knowing that you'll have to adapt it based on her age, but bring this topic up. Be brave, be courageous, engage your daughters, and be the dad, the hero that she needs you to be and you want to be. Always, you can write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. Go to my website at drmichellewatson.com, where I have more resources for you to open up this conversation. Let today be a day where you kick it up a notch in being intentional and consistent with your daughter's heart. Go dads.